0: Shall we begin?
1: Let's begin now. All right, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. This is my first show of the year. hope everybody had a joyous new year. Today, my special guest goes by the name of Medicare Mark. How are we doing today?
0: Hey, good evening. I'm good, good. How are you?
1: I'm good. So so people don't uh, know, uh, Mark is in Medicare. He essentially uh, helps people sign up for Medicare. Um, So Mark, can you explain to my audience uh, exactly what is it that you do for people?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, First thing is once they are turning 65, Usually like the year before or I would say like six months before their birthday, they start calling me just to get knowledge about what is Medicare. Uh, And then I teach them the difference between all the plans that are available out there and how to join Medicare.
1: Yeah. So why are people not as knowledgeable as you think as they should be about this? And why, why has it been is it such a struggle for people to understand uh, their need to have it when they hit a certain age?
0: You know, there, there's so many answers to that. Uh, I, I'll, I'll try not to keep it too long. But one thing that I have noticed that it's, it's funny they say that because it's one thing that we all need with small exceptions. You know, some people don't need it uh, like uh, prior retired cops and, you know, teachers, they usually have coverage for life. But it's funny because something that everybody needs, they don't know what it is, and then they're rushing, and then they, you know, sometimes they choose the wrong plan, they're unhappy. Um, but I think it's because they they think that it's just automatic, like, hey, everything's covered. That's what I think. And pe- people that I've spoken to also, oh, I thought everything was uh, free once Medicare kicks in or uh, they give me like so many scenarios, and I say no. That's why I do my seminars, you know, to uh, get people knowledge on the subject. Um, and I, I, and and then of course everybody knows a friend or a neighbor or family member that knows, you know. Uh, oh yeah, no, you have to do this, you have to do that, and then they give them incorrect information because what might have, what one person might have had to do. Is not necessarily what the other person might have to do. Each each scenario is different, basically.
1: So what made you actually step into this field? What what prompted you to say, hey, this is the field that I want to go in? This is the field that I want to use to help people and to educate people? Because you said yourself right now you have seminars, which is great because you know you're willing to give up time for yourself to actually educate people on what they can and cannot do. Um, so what got you there? What got you to the point where you got you stepped in to do this?
0: Uh, it's a combination of a couple of things, uh, believe it or not. You know, I used to work for uh, a big auto and home insurance company for around 13 years. And, you know, my, my parents were seniors as well. Uh, be- before they passed away, they were both 74. So I saw the struggle that they both went through, you know, in the beginning. Uh, my dad actually had a penalty because he didn't sign up for Medicare on time. That's another thing that people don't know. You, you do get penalized. And that penalty is not just like a parking ticket, like, oh, here, yeah, pay your penalty, you're fine. No, the penalty is every month it gets taken out of your social security check for the rest of your life. Wow. Uh, once I, yeah, once I saw that, I'm like, no, this. So I started educating myself on it first. And I said, you know, uh, I love helping people, you know, as well. So it's just a culmination of everything coming in together and doing something that I love. Um yeah, and, and one of the last things is I had a really bad stuttering problem when I was younger. So this kinda challenged me with the seminars and getting in front of people and speaking where I've have I have the control now, you know. So it's just a whole bunch of stuff put together that uh yeah, that just. So Go do this. It's
1: not an easy thing what you do. It's not easy to stand up in a group of people and have a conversation. Some people get stage fright. Some people don't have that ability to be able to talk to large crowds. So how many times a year do you normally hold these seminars for people? And what do you usually have? How many people usually attend these things?
0: Before COVID, it was, uh, I would say like 20 to 30 people uh, at a class. Between that, what they call the open enrollment, which is October fifteenth to December seventh, so between those dates, which is like two, well, two months or so, um, I would have two seminars a week. The uh, you know, I mean, two a sixteen I'm, I'm anywhere from twenty seminars really between wow. that time period. Uh, when it's outside of that period, like right now, I do them once or twice a month.
1: So are they virtual now? Are you doing them virtually or are you still are you going in, in place? You still going to actual places to go and conduct these seminars? 2020
0: was virtual. oh you know, everything was yeah. just you know shut down. Uh now I am doing them in person. Yes. Depending on the county that I go to, they might have to have the vaccine card. Uh, other counties they don't you just have to wear them face mask. But yeah, I'm I'm in person now.
1: So I want to preface this to my audience. So Mark works exclusively out of New York City. Um, every state is different, correct, on their rules, on certain things when it comes to, to uh, Medicare. Um, every, everything, every state is not the same, correct?
0: Well, Medicare in general is the same throughout the United States, but the extra help from mm-hmm. the state, which is uh, in New York State, is called Medicaid. Other states may have different names. Um, that those rules change from state to state, but Medicare as a, as a whole is the same, it's the same deal throughout the United States.
1: So you have a passion for this. So for somebody that's my age, I'm going to be 43 this year. Okay. At what age should I start preparing for this? At what age should I start educating myself on this to be ready for something like this? So I don't get penalized or for somebody that doesn't know this, somebody that's young, you know, uh, relatively young, but 20 years can go like this. You know what I mean? And in a blink of an eye, I have to get ready for this. So at what age is the proper time for somebody like me to start preparing for
0: this? I would say you could just uh, dibble and dabble, you know, here and there. Mm-hmm. Read an article about it. Um, don't get too into it because things may change in the future. But at any age, I mean, it, I, I had a best friend. He 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 actually got Medicare when he was 34. Because he had uh, kidney damage. Mm-hmm. And he had a transplant. So once you're disabled for two years, they give you Medicare. So, you know, it could be at any age. But normally, you know, it's when you turn 65. But yeah, absolutely. I would say get an article, give me a call, or attend a seminar. You know, if you have an aunt or uncle, you know, look for a seminar with them. If they have Medicare already and say, hey, can I join you? And go and just, you know, learn. Just, you know, just so you can get your feet wet.
1: So typically at these seminars, how long do they typically last? Are they an hour or they thirty minutes? How long do you usually stay because you know people are going to have questions afterwards? So typically right. from
0: start to finish,
1: you start the seminar usually at what time and usually get done at what time?
0: Let's say if I start at ten, depending on other questions and also depending on the attendance, it could last an hour, it could last forty five minutes, an hour, an hour and a half. Depending on how long, you know, and some people, they just, okay, I understand everything and they leave. Other people s- stay around. They like to list here the other questions that other people have because you know how it is. So sometimes it's like, oh, that's a good question. I didn't even think about that. So they tend to stay to, to like hang around and li- keep listening to other answers and questions.
1: So, do you pull people aside? Is it just you, or do you have a team of people that are with you for these seminars? Are you the main speaker, or do you guys go in pairs? Like, you'll have your time where you speak, and then you'll tag in uh, your partner that's with you to tag in and continue to talk.
0: I usually like to, well, through the normal months mm-hmm. we, we call it, it is is the alone. But through the uh, that enrollment period that we that we spoke about, October December. Um, we usually do it like a tag team, but the tag team is more like if somebody has a question while I'm presenting, then they'll just go individually and answer the question real quick.
1: So, is it more efficient that way for you to do it on your own,
0: or is it easier when you have uh, when you have a partner
1: doing those those hectic times that enrollment period? Ba-
0: ba- <laughs> it, it, it based on attendance, yeah, that that tag that that tag team is is great because while one person is one, when I say wants to. Seminar is done. Two people could go boom, 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 and knock everybody out. You know, with the with the questions, answers, and everything. So it it does come in handy.
1: So I find it fascinating that a lot of people just don't know, uh, and a lot of people are just not educated on this stuff. Um, it's amazing that, y- that we have to have people like you that are that are doing this uh, this type of business. Um, so how is it that You can, you know, you can talk to these people and does it get frustrating sometimes because when they don't know what they're, you know, what they're not really understanding what you're saying or they're not really getting um, the conversation that you're having with them. Have you ever gotten frustrated because you know how some of the older folks can be sometimes their days don't understand certain things and they get frustrated. How do you overcome those things? Yeah, I get
0: that a lot and I don't blame them all it's a lot of different information that they have to, if they haven't been doing their homework in the previous months, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like overload. So I start from the beginning, you know, I sit down with them. I say, okay, let's write it out together. And I also grab a pen and paper. And once they start seeing what they're writing, because it's actually very easy, believe it or not, if you explain it correctly and on paper, uh, then that's, oh, okay, I see how we, all right, I see what you mean. Uh, and it works even over the phone really if it's telling me yeah if they're telling me hey uh i don't understand this i said okay uh just do me a favor just so that i could get your undivided attention You know have a seat grab a pen and paper and i'm just gonna let you take a, a couple notes down and i'm doing it on my end so i know what they are doing so i said uh you know put this on the left side put this on the right side so once they get that visual yeah they they uh they're a Medicare profi- uh, 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 genius by the end.
1: <laughs> so do you ever go out to your clients yourself, or do they always have to come to you to the office? Are or, or you, you able to travel around the city to actually meet your clientele?
0: Uh, absolutely. Uh, I've, I've driven all the way to the <laughs> easternmost point of Long Island, which is like a two-hour drive. Uh, and I've driven all the way to the Bronx, uh, Staten Island. So I'm basically all over. You know, as as long as they request a home visit and they're okay with that. You know, now with, with uh with the pandemic, uh, you know, we have to wear the the, the face mask. Um but yeah, I, I I do home visits. The local people, if they want to stop by the office, uh yeah, we'll set an appointment, I'll meet them at the office.
1: But I think that's pretty cool that you get to go out to somebody because some of these folks don't want to come out. Some of these folks are scared to to leave their house. You know, with the pandemic, especially the older folks, they just they're they're more weary than than anything else. But I think it gives them a comfortability factor when they know that you're willing to take, you know, go the extra mile to go see them to make them more comfortable to understand what you know what needs to happen for them. And I applaud you for that because a lot of people won't do that. A lot of people, especially in New York City, man, the traffic is horrendous. And you're going from one part of the Bronx, you know, all the way to Staten Island. So, I mean, it's, traffic's got to be a killer for you sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, when somebody, let's say, for instance, when they say, oh, can you be at two? I say, listen, I can give you a window. You know, it's it's like the cable guy. Yeah, you know, yeah. I to give you that window. So I give them the window and they're perfectly fine with that. But traffic, uh, you know, it comes with the, uh, I'll put on some audio podcasts and, you know, let it flow.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's gotta be tough sometimes with that traffic, in New York city, but the passion you have, man, to help people is, is tremendous. Um, it seems like this is the, your calling right now on the field that, you know, you desire to be in. Is there any other thing that you are doing for yourself besides this? Do you have anything on the side that you're working on for yourself outside of the spectrum of what you're doing, or is this your full-time passion? Is this is your full-time thing. Uh, well, before
0: the, 13 years at, at the uh at the home and auto insurance i used to do uh i used to work on cars not mechanically but the electrical side mm-hmm. part uh like radios TVs uh, remote starters things of that nature so i like to get you know my like hands-on um i had a buddy he say hey i want to put a fire stick in my car i said uh okay i have to think about it for a second how am i gonna do this and then oh Light bulb turned on and next thing you know, this guy's watching, Uh, he has a fire stick in his car for the kids. for us. So once Netflix, just pop down the uh, flip down TV for the kids and they're happy.
1: So you managed Netflix. to put a fire stick in a car.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I ended up putting one in my in my car, too. Yeah. <laughs> but that I mean, you have a passion for that stuff, though,
1: which is good. So maybe some maybe the
0: electronics part, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, Yeah. maybe some point you you know open up a little shop or something on the side to you know to to grow some business. There's always some side business that can go on with that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's always always a side hustle you can have. Now, Mark, please tell me about this commercial, man. It's fantastic. Like, how did this commercial come together for you? I seen this commercial, I'm like, he just pops out of nowhere as soon as the commercial starts. You just see him come into the frame and just start talking. You know what (laughs) I mean? How how did you what was the concept behind this commercial? Uh, for for the spot that you did?
0: Um, so I've been trying to do my own videos. Uh, yeah, so I don't know how the Hollywood uh, actors and directors, they do all the same thing in themselves because uh, it's hard. So I try to video myself, gave my camera to my buddy. Hey, look, stand here, record me like this. And it just wasn't happening. So I ended up, um, uh, this person that I met at a networking Event uh, at, at, in a networking team group, and he does videography in commercials. And I said, "Oh, we sat down, we had lunch, and uh, he told told me everything he could do." I'm like, "You know, that sounds good. Okay, let's do this." So it was the first time that I, I left the videography into somebody else's hands, and like you said, it, it came out great. You know, I'm I'm happy. I was nervous, but uh, we we had to take a couple <laughs> of takes, but uh, but it came out good. Thanks. So
1: for that 55-second spot that you had almost a minute, how many hours of video did that have to take? How many takes did you have?
0: That, that one specifically that you're speaking about, uh, that one was, I think it was like two or three hours. Two or three hours. We had we had to do different angles, different cameras. I will forget the line. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's not like two or three hours. Four hours tops, I think. Yeah.
1: So, are you distributing this just on your your Facebook page uh, for Medicare Mark, or are you trying to put this on TV? like because in New York New York has public access channels too. Um, like are you trying to get TV spots, radio spots for this? Are you trying to get yourself out there more by doing this?
0: there's There's a lot of um, things that you can and cannot say on TV and radio, mm-hmm. so that has to go through compliance. Uh, that, that's why I just stick with the social media for now. Gotcha. Um, so it's Facebook and then uh, LinkedIn. I also posted on there. Okay. Uh, well, hey,
1: it's free. You're gonna get yourself seen <laughs> either way it goes. And when people see you're willing to go out there, because you know it's not you got to spend money to make money. That's just the way the, the the world works. And you by going out and making that video. But I seen the video. I was like, wow, this guy's. I have to bring him on the show. Like, he he's, really yeah, like he he's really passionate about what he he's really passionate about what he does. He enjoys helping people. Um, so how long do you see yourself being in this business? Is this a long-term venture for you? Or is this just a stepping stone for you to go to the next level? Because you're a pretty young guy.
0: Yeah, well, thanks. I'm, uh, I'll be 42 in July. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think this is, this is the long run. This is, this is the long run. You know, uh, I love the people that I meet. I mean, I've met all types of different people. And like you said, going out to their homes, you know, you get that closer connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and once they do see who you are, not just physically, but as a person, they're they're speaking about you to their friends and family, their neighbors, and you know, and you know, and it spreads like that's that's just great. You know, I I love that. So, does the
1: relationship stop once everything is done, or do you continue to contact them? After everything has been taken care of, um, is there there a long-lasting relationship with these clients that you have?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. long-lasting relationships. Um, I'm going on my fourth year. Um, I actually still, if they call me, you know, I I, I try to pick up if I'm not with a client. um, I, I send them birthday cards. I send them a thank you card once they enroll as well. Uh, but once they see that the thank you card, they just call me. Hey, Mark, how are you? I just got your <laughs> birthday card. Thank you so much. Um, and I think they like the fact that it's not. I go on a computer. Hey, click here. Order birthday card. It's it's. I write it out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh. It's more personalized as well.
1: Well, the, I mean, and, and I think that's what's lost on people now. The personalization on things now is gone out yeah. the window. Everything is automated. Everything is computer now. Everything is, you know, we can handle everything over the phone, but it's, I think sometimes it's a lot easier for us to have that, that personal connection with people. I think people enjoy that more than anything else is to have that personal connection. And I think you do a good job of keeping those relationships and managing those people that you have, even after they get everything set up that they need. Um, And I think word of mouth is one of the biggest ways for you to grow any business, that you're in and by you keeping those strong ties and those strong bonds with the the clients that you helped before all they're going to do is recommend you to other people as well because they know you're taking care of them
0: yep yep exactly and i get a lot of complaints from oh but i i signed up with this other guy and he he never picks up my call now and i'm like uh, well you know i understand the way you feel um but if you put your trust in me you'll see that not everyone is the same you know uh so and they do, they take the plunge uh with their with their face like oh, okay, but then they I hey, thank you. You are you you were right. You're nothing like you know, this other person that I send out. I was like, Oh thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> this is uh like the size of the envelope that I use. huh And uh thank you. What oh nice, you personalized me. cards, huh? Yeah, yeah. So that's awesome, uh, man. Yeah, handwrite it, so once they see the handwritten thing, it's like, okay, let me open it up. It's not just some uh some some junk or some spam.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. I listen, I think I think what you're doing is a service to people, uh, especially the older generation, because the older we get, you know, the less I think the older we get, the less knowledge we learn for some people. Some people don't like to learn. Some people have learned everything they need to learn and don't want to learn anything else. But I think you do a good job of educating people on the importance of Medicare and, you know, the options that they have. I mean, because basically they have to get it, whether they they think they don't or they do, it's a necessity for them because if not, you know, they can get themselves caught up unnecessarily. And I think you do a good job of educating people. So uh, for for my audience, do you have any seminars coming up uh, this month, next month? When is the next time people in New York City can find you for your next seminar? Uh, Well,
0: for the, for next month, we are because we have to sign the you know like agreements on the locations. Yeah, but I think it'll be late next month. Like usually, like the last week of the month.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we just have we have to we have to choose from one of three locations. So we're still working on that.
1: Well, that's good though. At least the audience knows that there's something coming up. So where can my audience find you? Where if they if my audience in New York City wants to find you, where is it that they can get a hold of Medicare Market?
0: Well, in in New York, uh, not, not necessarily New York City, but they could go on uh, on Facebook and they could search either Medicare Mark, I'm trying to get the full link. Uh, and I'll put the link guess.
1: in. I'll put the oh, link yeah. in. You can send me the link and I'll put the link in uh, in the description below. So if people need to click on there to get a hold of you in the New York area, they can. Um but i appreciate you coming on the show man i'm glad you're doing what you're doing i'm glad you're educating folks on the necessity of uh of medicare um it's it's been really enjoyable do you have any more commercials that you're working on man is there anything else you got in the, in the plans for that
0: yeah i i uh, i have tons so now i'm i want to do like a uh uh FAq huh you know, FAq videos Cause there's always scenarios and me myself, I'm always learning also. Um, but I also want to do a Spanish videos as well. Okay. So you want to take is... care of our Spanish crowd. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, but thank you for having me. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of things, uh, hopefully I'll come back on in, in, in the future and, uh, jump off another subject yeah. or, or, or branch off another subject. Cause there's just so many things, you know, um, that we can touch on, as well, just to to get the the uh, the audiences uh, like, oh, you know, I didn't think about that.
1: Well, we so. can we can so we we can make this uh we can make this like an educational uh, educational thing for our podcast where we can have you on you know every month just to update just to educate um, because this is something that needs to continue. I, I don't think like I said, I don't think everybody knows the seriousness of this and they don't understand the consequences of not having it. Um, And I think this is something that we can touch on because there's other things that you can touch on besides this, this is just an introductory to what you do. It goes, there's so many layers, you know what I mean? To peel back in this, Um, but we have to be, you know we have to be precise in what you say and what you don't say, because you know there are consequences. For, you know, saying certain things you shouldn't say and doing certain things you shouldn't do. So we want to make sure that we have all our ducks in a row, but we'll continue this conversation. I think this is very, very interesting Um, and we'll do it down the road. But you're always welcome on the show. Uh, Just contact us. I'll make sure I put your link in the in the description and in the bio where people can find you at. And your video that you made, your commercial will be at the end of uh, this uh, podcast so people can hear about you a little bit more and we'll go from there. So, Mark, it's been a great uh, great interview, and we Thank look forward uh, to much. seeing you again. You. All Thank right, you. Appreciate it.
0: All right. Uh, have a good one. You too. Hi, my name is Mark Revelo, and I'm your local Medicare field representative with Empire Blue Cross Blue Shield. Are you confused about Medicare? Are all the TV commercials and flyers that you get in the mail adding to that confusion? Or what your friends, family, or colleagues have been telling you what you should or shouldn't do about your Medicare coverage. So if you're confused about Medicare, I'm here to answer all your questions that you have about it and clear up any doubts that you have. You can contact me directly at 646-907-3022 or through email mark.arevalo at empireblue.com.